Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, September 14, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, they're dripping lower yet again. We had another, and this is the second one in a row, we had another gap in crap. It's also known as institutional distribution. We're going to get into that when we look at some of the intraday charts. Before we do that, let's continue on and remain focused on the daily chart. Let's see what's what and where this market may be headed. If the destination is on the downside and appears it is, what is that number? Where is the market going to find stability, turn around, and head back in the other direction? A la, where is support? For now, don't mind all those lines on the screen. We're going to use those later when we review the intraday stuff. For now, we're actually looking lower, and we see one thing that becomes an obvious. The 50-period moving average, it's right underneath 442. Is that the destination, or is there another destination lower? Well, it can certainly be the destination, and they can certainly bounce off the 50-period moving average. But let's discuss what's the more logical destination. Let's think about this in terms of common sense and logic. Where are they? They're above a big fat round number. They're obviously always in between two big fat round numbers. Okay, fair enough. Sometimes they're more important than others. Stay with me, I'll explain further. Also around the 50 period moving average, we have a breakup candle with a low at 339. 71. Now that's interesting because it's right below the big fat round number of 440 a la ES 4400, all that stuff. So conceptually, let's just say they came down, they're scaring everybody out of the market, they spike through the 50 period moving average. Traders, at least some traders, will think that the 50 period moving average will provide support and provide a bounce in the other direction. The cut through it like a hot knife through butter. And keep in mind, this is a hypothetical scenario, but something that we need to watch out for. So they cut through it like a hot knife through butter, and they're then headed to where? They're headed to the breakup candle low, right around the big fat round number. And, but wait, there's more. I've got one other thing to add to this equation. Just for a moment, let's focus in on this area here. So the market spent a lot of time eating off the clock in this zone before breaking out. They failed, they broke out again, and basically this area here just happens to be around that same zone, around that 440 area. Let's do this exercise. Let's put a line at 440. Remember, the breakup candle low is actually slightly below that, but we're rounding. It's conceptual for now. 440 is the number. Now let's go see what happens when we look at other charts. On the 240, it's a spike below the 100 period moving average, which by the way, they didn't come straight into. They've been hovering over it, so that makes sense. It's not the same type of support that it would have been had they come into it about five candles ago. We'll get to some of this other stuff up here from the intraday stuff later. Here, on this 240 chart, you have a breakup candle. It's the same candle. 
The low is 439.71. So already we have zeroed in on a breakup candle low that is below the gap that was filled today. That's where we got the bounce from, which we'll talk more about later. But if they start getting below that gap, closing candles below that gap, and it doesn't have to be a 240-minute candle, then the next spot, the next big-time spot is where? 440. Similar but different setup on the 120-minute chart. They have the 200-period moving average. Now, they are coming into it, hasn't necessarily hovered over it, similar to the 240. It's a little bit different. Have another breakup candle low here. The 240 chart looks cleaner. The 120 is a little bit more, shall we say, unclear. What about the hourly chart? What's down here at 440? Well, if we move the thing over, we have a breakup candle low, and we have, at least from where I sit, a confirmation that below this gap is really the next big time area. Big fat round number, breakup candles galore. And think about this for a moment. You'd be below a lot of moving averages on a variety of charts, which means once price gets below a moving average, it has a tendency to want to snap back. So it gets below on the 240 chart, below on the 120 chart, and it gets into a big fat round number, which is a psychological number. A, it's magnetic, should draw price into it. They'll spike through it. They come up short. You know the routine. And then having the moving averages above and a conceptual support of around the big fat round number, there should be a snapback if they're doing that sooner than later. If we creep into it, it's one thing. If we hover over it for several days, it's one thing. If they come straight into it, for example, let's just say this week, then that's a different thing. You'll likely get some kind of a snapback in the other direction under normal garden variety conditions. Back to the daily chart. Now remember, this, the low here, 436.12, that's the Irene number. Closing daily below that does this. It takes this pullback, this pullback, and this pullback, and this pullback, and the current pullback. They all had higher lows. If in fact we break the trend of higher lows and they close daily below the Irene number, that changes the scope, that changes the character of the market, that changes the trend. Are we still in a scenario that we could see the market pull back into this area we just discussed, let's just say 440, 439 and change, something in that neighborhood, and can they start up again? Regardless of whether they do or don't make new highs, it doesn't make any difference for today. The concept is, can they do the same thing they've been doing one more time? And the answer is, yes, they can. And we don't know whether they will or they won't until they either defend, meaning the bulls have to send the goal line defense if they get down to the Irene number. And if they don't get down to the Irene number and 440 thereabouts become support, they start bouncing up in the other direction. It will essentially be, at least for the time being, a carbon copy and that trend will have held. Like it or not, agree with it or not, that's where we are in the market. Remember a couple of other things. It's quadruple witching options expiration. The combination of that with the contract role in the futures contract from September contract to December contract, weird stuff happens. We talk about it each and every quarter. 
the combination of those two things, you're getting the volatility we expected mid-month. Now, all of a sudden, weird stuff can happen. So don't completely discount the fact that also we can wake up to a gap up on Wednesday. It's certainly possible. Just have the awareness of both sides of the tape. If we do have a gap up on Wednesday morning, for example, inside the number members will have a beat on what? The numbers. We're going to go over to inside the numbers in a moment, but today I want to start with the five-minute chart right at the vertical is today's activity. And what I want to point out is the gap and crap activity. The market gapped up. It was pushing up on the phony CPI number. They gave the market the morning goose, and then they crapped them out after the opening bell. So guess what? That's called institutional distribution. Guess what? Here, we're looking at a 15-minute chart. They did it yesterday. They did it today. They did it over here. They have a phony tail candle. We have to be aware of institutional distribution. See how quickly things change from a buy-the-dip type of market to a sell-the-rip type of market. Speaking of inside the numbers, let's take a look at the commentary. It's Turnaround Tuesday, and it was a Turnaround Tuesday. They went up first thing in the morning, turned around, never looked back. Some numbers. The early pivot, 446, opening below, or in this case, I should say getting below, because that's always the case. In the pre-market notes, this is at zero dark 30, I'll say opening below, and that includes if they open above later after the opening bell, and then they get below, the same rules apply. Then we have a test, it opens the door for a test of 445, give or take. Yesterday's low, 441.11, and if breached on 10 and 15 minute candle closes, the door opens for 443, give or take, where there's another gap. We'll get into the exact number of where that gap is later in the notes, This was at zero dark 30. It's in concept at this point in time when price isn't anywhere near there. You don't need the exact number at that time. And then you have the opening above stuff. 447 is important spot. And then 448.50 to 448.85. And you'll remember this number from yesterday. But guess what? And the day before. 448.50 also. So they didn't even get up into that zone in the morning. They couldn't do it. That's a sign of weakness, but you don't know it until they've already collapsed because they can certainly go back and forth for a while during the morning rush slash the morning frenzy. 446.58 was the gap from yesterday. Remember, they opened or closed two pennies below that gap on Monday. 445.14 is an extremely important number. How do we know that? We've talked about it for a few days. They tested it yesterday. They tested it again today. And then they closed below it on a 240 chart, on a 120 chart. And you'll see in the notes as we scroll up, that was the tell. We needed or they needed to close above that price in order for the bulls to rally. Closing below that price was giving up a very important spot. It was a very important breakup candle low, which opens the door for another number. What was that next number? 443.37 to be exact. That was the gap. They tested it. They bounced off it a number of times today. 443.37 was the gap. It was support. It was a trade late in the day. 
Let's scroll up, see what else we have of important. 835, we had the economic data goose. At the time, it looked like they were going to make a run for 448.85. And by the way, if they did, just so you understand how the market works, recapturing 448.85 would have been extremely bullish and led to another leg higher. They couldn't do it, obviously, but that's what would have happened in the bull scenario. Instead, the goose was a fake out. Let's see what else we have. So once the opening bell was approaching, we had a possible for a pullback slash run up to retest that important spot. So what we're saying here, and this is before the opening bell yet, 447.50 is a spot that if they pull back to, you could buy the market. And if they run up to 448.50, 75, 85 in that zone, that's a trade. The other side of that, was if they run up there, the aggressive traders can also short that area, that price zone, for a scalp short. So there were two opportunities on the board, first thing in the morning, even before the opening bell. Just to get the scope of what that looked like first thing in the morning. And when you're buying or selling the market at the opening bell, you assume a certain amount of risk. You're an aggressive trader when you're jumping in without really letting the market trade out for a few minutes, try to get the storyline, the lay of the land. However, 447.50 wasn't hit in the first few minutes of the day. This is a three-minute chart now. And then when it was hit, they melted away. So they came close and they bounced away, and that pretty much took it off the table for me. You know the way I feel about that coming close and bouncing away thing, which incidentally, we'll talk about more when we get to stocks on the move. Now that we got the numbers under our belt, let's see what the commentary was. What I'll do is I'll scroll up. You can pause the video and read the notes. You got the gist of what happened today. It was a gap in crap. We showed you the numbers. They're marked up on the chart. We know the important stuff. Let's see what else we have as the morning begins to unfold. 957, 446 is an important spot. It's an aggressive spot and it's higher risk right here higher risk. They hovered there and then they ended up bouncing back and forth in between 445 and 446. They tried to hold it. Here's 446 is this line. The red line, the thinner line is 445. They went back and forth. They got back above 446 later, but then they gave up the ghost anyway. 445 became the pivot once they got below it, once they closed below it. Here's the 120-minute chart, and I realize it's messy with all this stuff on it, but I'll point out what I'm talking about. Right here is the first time they closed below that number. Today, the 1330 candle, 130 in the afternoon. And guess what? Once they did, what happened? The acceleration began on the downside. To where? Fill the gap, 443.37. So let's go forward a little bit and see what else we have. They can't hold 446. They're going to run a test of 445. That became obvious. That was important yesterday. It was important again today. And we know the story. If they give up 445, then 443 and change, the door opens. And that's pretty much what happened. Here it is, 107. Maybe they get rescued at the lows from yesterday or a spike through it. But if not, it's 443, give or take. 443.37 is the number. They spike them. You don't know whether they're going to spike it, pull up short, all that stuff. Then we threw in another number again on the IWM today, 219.75, give or take. 
Then there was another one below that. They didn't get to this one, I believe, 218.21. We'll get to the IWM later, but just for argument's sake, 219.75, they closed below it on this 120-minute chart, and then they got right back above it. So essentially was support, and you can see how at the end of the day, now we're on a five-minute chart, at the end of the day, they ran up pretty strong to get back above that number. That in and of itself, technically speaking, is a bullish sign. If you have the right number and they get below it, but by the end of the day, they're rallying back to get back above it, it's generally a bullish sign. We can't say the market's going to blast off tomorrow. I'm just saying, technically speaking, that's not bearish, but a bullish sign. It is and was support. Moving right along, see what else we have. A little bit of commentary on Trick and Company. We should expect them to show up with these Rip your face off rallies, buy programs, they dip the market, they rip it back up in your face. So it's an awareness when I mention that kind of things. However, however, the tape was pointing lower, 443.37. So that was the number. I'll go over to the end of the day. You can read the notes, pause the video, go back to the charts, and double-check the work. There's a lot of stuff in here. There's teachable and learnable information in here. You should read all the notes. I'm not going to read them to you. Those that are interested to learn, those that really want to get good at it, those that want to be successful and profitable traders will study. They've taken the Lazy E-Mini Trader course. They understand how time works, how it's more important than price. They're members of Inside the Numbers. They understand how the numbers operate. And those are the people that read the notes. They double-check the work, even if they weren't here all day sitting in front of the screens. They double-check the work because they know they can learn something from every single day's worth of commentary. Let's check out the list of stocks on the move that hit their entry targets. When LVS and HLF came into their entry targets, the others did not. One, we're going to take a look at MP. It's one of those break-my-heart type of deals. We're going to look at the chart anyway. Remember, you know what comes after the fact. The numbers work. We'll start with this one. 33.37 was my number. They made a low this morning in the first few minutes of the day. 33.50 turned around, had a rocket ride back in the other direction. Could have easily come in and picked up the orders sitting at 33.37, 33.40, 33. Whatever the front runners put their orders at, obviously 33.50 was today's number. How about when? Getting a buzz cut at the open. Let's talk about this one. 92.92 was the first number. They come down and they bounce around. They hover over it and they hang out for a cup of coffee for a while. Then they creep into it. And you know what comes next. It's not the same trade. Could it have worked? Sure. Doesn't mean it's not going to work. But if you want to increase the probabilities, if you want to increase your number of positive trades and get rid of as many of the negative trades as you can, then when they don't come straight into the number, and what's straight in? Does it mean a one-minute chart? Does it mean a three-minute chart, a five-minute chart? They're bouncing around, they're going sideways. Well, you have to use judgment. There is no perfect answer. We're not in search of perfect. If it comes straight in, there's no question mark. If it hovers for a half an hour, 35, 40 minutes over the price and bounces around, then you have to question whether or not that number's any good anymore. Second number, 90.50, they went slightly lower, reversed back in the other direction, and went challenging back to 
the other number. They didn't quite get there. They missed it by a few pennies. But the second number technically worked, not the first number for the reasons that we just discussed. Same routine with LVS. And I know some traders took the trade. Think about it for a moment. And what we just discussed is the same exact chart for the most part of win. This one opened below the first number, so that one's officially off the board at the opening bell. Now we're looking at the second number and they do the same thing. For about a half an hour, 40 minutes, they hover over it, then they come in, they go lower, they rally back to the same number, it's a dud, it was a no trade for me for that reason, for those reasons that we discuss every single day. About a trifecta in Herbalife. What's the low here? 45.85 against my entry or preferred entry of 45.77. They pull up short. They bounce away. That number's obviously off the table. They creep into the second. They do the same routine for a half hour, 40 minutes, maybe 45 minutes or so. And then they drip lower. If they don't come straight in, you don't want it. Doesn't mean it can't work. It just means some of them won't work. So you increase your profitability when you leave those off the table. We're going to talk about the VIX again today. We've been mentioning the VIX lately because the VIX is important when volatility enters back into the market. So I wanted to pick back the conversation on the VIX. So there's a couple of things on my mind. Now, keep in mind, inside my head is a dangerous place to be. So therefore, put on your galoshes. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. So let's look at a couple of things. Number one, the VIX was up today, at the end of the day, nine cents. It was up about 20 bucks, slightly over 20 bucks, during the day when the market was testing the gap, the important number. But here's the main point. When the S&P was down half a percent, 22 handles, give or take, why wasn't the VIX up more? Why wasn't it up today? So that's item number one. So I have to revert back to weird stuff happens, quadruple witching, options expiration. Maybe the market's not necessarily going to fall out of bed right now. It's a pullback in an uptrend. I kind of revert back to that stuff and say in the back of my mind, the awareness is the trend is your friend. The larger picture is this is a pullback in an uptrend until it's not. Now, again, umpire calling balls and strikes. Let's flip around the conversation. The market meaning the S&P 500 not too long ago was at new highs. The VIX has been making higher lows. It's in an uptrend on the daily chart. Why hasn't it been making lower lows as the S&P was making higher highs and new highs? It's a pretty good question, isn't it? It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. What's going on over in Camp IWM? What's that line on the screen? Well, we talked about it already, 21975. It was provided as a stopping point support area inside the numbers intraday. It stopped there. They didn't get a rocket ride in the other direction, but it certainly was support. So for example, let's say a trader was short and didn't really know where support was. And then all of a sudden, 219.75 shows up and says, hey, this is likely support. Would you exit the trade? And the answer is, yeah, that would be a pretty good idea. More important than 219.75, is the breakup candle low, that low is 220.57, and they closed below it today. They tested it yesterday, and they closed below it today. So therefore, unless we see a quick flip around, turn around, rope-a-dope, trick-trap fool and frustrate crew, all that stuff, then therefore, that's a bearish signal, and 
lower prices are the more likely scenario as opposed to the flip around after doing what they just did. What about the financials, the XLF? Here we are approaching the convergence of the 50 and 100 period moving average. So therefore, the last line of defense is really this zone over here. So we'll call it 36, give or take. Start closing much below 36. We get into an Irene scenario, and if they give up Irene, which is this reversal over here, there's trouble in paradise getting below the daily chart 200 period moving average. And then you revert back to, they tried to break out, they made a double top at new highs and failed. They're hovering on the 20 period moving average from the weekly chart. It's an important spot. Give it up and it's important. They've given it up before and snapped back. One time when they give it up, they won't snap back. Just like the SPY daily chart, you have a series of higher lows and you have this scenario where they keep pulling back and making higher highs, new highs. One time, they won't. One time, it will fail. It will look like they're gonna do that and they will roll over and they will fail and it will be ugly. I skipped around a little bit. We need to check in with the folks down at the transportation department and they're hovering over the 200 period moving average. We flagged this as weak a long time ago. It's been weak, it is weak, it remains weak. The 200 period moving average is not necessarily a bastion of support. We talked about it yesterday, 13,630. I'm sticking with that. We're gonna have to get some kind of a flush down in the market, in the S&P and other markets. The S&P is gonna have to go to that big fat round number of 440, and if it does, we should see the transports start heading toward that 13,630. We don't know whether they hit it in the next couple of days or not, but it is an important spot. What about the Q people hovering on the 20 period moving average? We don't need this trend line any longer. Where's the next big time area of support? Let's run through the exercise that we do all the time. So here the market broke out. Lo and behold, you have a breakup candle low and a 50 period moving average. Sounds to me, looks to me like a full stack. 369, 368, in that ballpark should be garden variety of chart support at minimum from an intraday perspective. Could they go a little lower, fill the gap over here? Certainly, but in and around that zone, they will find support. It will also be magnetic, so the closer they get, price will get pulled into that area. That's the way it works. How about Smash Mouth? How about a Lone Ranger? Up 58 cents. Not a lot, but they're still trying to break out to new highs once again. There's nothing wrong with Smash Mouth. It's interesting, it's a divergence. It's the only one, or almost the only one you can find on the board. It's of note, it's a puzzle piece, it's on the table. If the semiconductors are not melting away, that's traditionally telling you that tech isn't gonna melt away at present. If tech isn't gonna melt away at present, is everything else gonna melt away at present, or are we in the midst of a pullback once again? Divergences, either the SMH or Smash Mouth will catch up on the downside to everything else, that's entirely possible, or everything else is just a pull back and will reverse and catch back up and start to rally once again. That's the way divergences 
work. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.